Sometimes going to the grocery store can be chaotic. There doesn't seem to be enough time to check the list, make sure everything is there, search for the best prices, and take the time to make sure you get the best quality meat. So let ButcherBox help you out. Giving you peace of mind, ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust straight to your door. No grocery carts required. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or hormones, 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free, what more can you ask for? What about free shipping, customized box plans, exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, tips, and tricks? You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Every town has a dark side. This is Andrew Fitzgerald from the Everytown Podcast, where every single week we dive into insane and mysterious true crime stories, most of which you've never heard of. Stories like the bizarre disappearance of Tyler Davis in Columbus, Ohio, a 29-year-old father trying to find his way back to his hotel when he disappeared and was never heard from again, and Elizabeth Shelf from Lugoff, South Carolina, who was abducted from her driveway by a madman and taken to his underground bunker in the woods. We give you all the details you're interested in hearing about without any fluff or fillers, because ain't nobody got time for that. We cover everything from psychopaths to poltergeists, so go check out the Everytown podcast, because every town, no matter how nice it may seem, has a dark side. Today's episode is sponsored by the podcast Learn Spanish Con Salsa. I want to tell you about a podcast I recently discovered that I know you're going to love. If you're like me, you might have thought about learning a language, but maybe you found it too daunting or too boring. Well, if you want to learn Spanish and connect with the 572 million people who speak Spanish around the world, you should definitely check out the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. Every week, host Tamara Marie brings you one step closer to fluency by making language learning fun and effortless. Learn Spanish con salsa immerses you in a Latino culture and teaches you Spanish through music and conversation. Delete all those boring robotic language learning apps and listen to authentic Spanish that you can use in conversation with real people. Subscribe to the Learn Spanish con salsa podcast now and hear a new podcast every Tuesday. Just search Learn Spanish con salsa wherever you're listening to this podcast. There were two more murders 15 miles away. The arrived, they found the telephone we have and electricity line. Weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. A cup of murder. Curiosity can be a dangerous thing, especially if it's accompanied by mental illness and depression. On October 21st, 2009, a young girl's curiosity would become deadly. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, Sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. When Elizabeth Olton, just nine years old, wasn't back at her St. Martin's, Missouri home by dark, everyone began to panic. She was a rule follower and, above all, afraid of the dark. So as the streetlights came on and darkness fell, her family knew something was wrong. 
She was last seen around 6.15 p.m. on October 21st, 2009, when she left her friend's home to walk just a few doors down to her own home. She was reported missing less than an hour later, around 7 p.m. Police searched high and low for the little girl, but found no trace of her. They were able to ping her phone to a nearby wooded area, but when they searched, they found neither the phone nor Elizabeth. The police and the family began to fear the worst. They surmised that an older male predator had snatched up the young girl as she walked home that night. But as rumors swirled around the small community, police put a new person of interest on their list. Someone no one suspected. Evidence was gathered and police asked 15-year-old Alyssa Bustamante about the case. She confessed and led police to a small grave in the woods. So who was Alyssa? Despite people being surprised that such a young child could commit an act like murder, Alyssa was a troubled girl who showed some warning signs pretty early on. She, as well as her three older siblings, were in the custody of her grandparents, while both her mother and father were serving time in prison, and from then on, became a problem to her guardians. In 2007, Alyssa was hospitalized after a failed suicide attempt and began self-mutilating at a young age. In fact, she listed cutting and killing people as some of her hobbies on her YouTube profile. She showed signs of potential psychological problems, continued to attempt suicide, and was finally placed on a medication for depression and given both inpatient and outpatient psychiatric care. On that same YouTube channel, she uploaded a few disturbing home videos including one where she urges her young brothers to touch the electrified cattle fence and wrote just before the clip, this is where it gets good. This is where my brothers get hurt. She went on to tell police that she always wondered what it would be like to kill someone. So on a day off of school, Alyssa spent her morning digging two holes in the ground that she planned to use as graves. Police would later speculate that because she dug two, her original intention was to kill her own brothers. But instead, Elizabeth happened along. When the young girl left to go home, she'd been playing with Alyssa's half-sister. So when Elizabeth made her way to her parents' house, Alyssa simply diverted her attention and lured her into the woods. That's where, according to her confession, she brutally slit the young girl's throat and stabbed her multiple times before burying her in the grave. After she was finished, she wrote this in her journal. I just fucking killed someone. I strangled them and slit their throat and stabbed them and now they're dead. I don't know how to feel at the moment. It was amazing. As soon as you get over the, oh my God, I can't do this feeling, it's pretty enjoyable. I'm kind of nervous and shaky right now. Okay, I gotta go to church now, lol. She then cleaned up and left her home to attend a church dance while the police searched for Elizabeth Alton. Alyssa was arrested and charged with first degree murder. Her trial started on November 17th, where the judge ruled that, despite her age, the brutality warranted that she be tried as an adult. Despite leading police to the body, Alyssa entered a plea of not guilty. Once in prison, awaiting trial, Alyssa attempted to take her life yet again by cutting herself with her own fingernails. She was placed under suicide watch and later remanded to a psychiatric institution to undergo evaluation. After a number of delays, the now 18-year-old girl finally faced a judge in January of 2012, where she shocked the crowd by finally pleading guilty to second-degree murder and taking a plea deal. 
She proceeded to explain exactly what she did to the young girl all those years ago, and her defense team offered a number of excuses for her actions, including the fact that she was on Prozac at the time and had started an increased dosage just two weeks before the murder, that this murder was simply a chemical imbalance. Psychologists also testified that she was psychologically damaged and suffering from both depression and borderline personality disorder. The defense argued that, because of all of this, she shouldn't receive a life sentence. The prosecution disagreed, and as they made their impassioned speech asking for a life sentence, Alyssa broke down sobbing for the first time in the two years of court proceedings. Her grandparents, who got tired of watching her impassively staring at the floor like a cold fish, stormed out of the courtroom before the verdict could be read. And when the judge said he would deliver the sentence the next day, Elizabeth's grandmother said, I think Alyssa should get out of jail the same day Elizabeth gets out of the grave. The judge didn't seem to agree and the next day sentenced her to life in prison with the possibility of conditional release. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on October 22nd. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.